Sairam dear listeners and welcome to Fleeting Moments Lasting Memories our series of conversations with former students of Bhagwan's educational institutions and today in the studios is brother Amitabh Dasgupta Amitabh hails from Calcutta West Bengal and he is one of those students who had the blessing of doing his entire schooling right from grade 1 to grade 12 in prashantnilam at his lotus feet and after his 12 years of schooling he moved on to bhagwan's university he did his bachelor's in sciences majoring in mathematics in the brindavan campus and after that returned to prashantnilam for his masters now not in sciences but in business administration yes he changed his discipline and interestingly after he graduated from this business degree Swami blessed him with the opportunity to work in his ashram in Prashantnilam. He worked for Bhakta Sahayak Sangh, which is now the Bhakta Sahayak Division of Sri Satya Sai Sadhana Trust for more than five years. And during this period, he brought in a lot of positive changes in terms of modernizing and upgrading the systems and operations of this organization, which looks after the running of the canteens, the shopping complex, and the Gokulam, and many other services, the telephone booth, etc., etc. In fact, when Bhagwan inaugurated the new shopping complex building, it happened at the same time when Bhagwan also unfurled the new publication division building. At that time, it was the book trust uh, building, and both of them happened at the same time in two thousand one. And Amitabh was very much there when Bhagwan came and physically. opened these institutions for the welfare of devotees inside the ashram so definitely he has plenty of treasure moments with swami it's it's 17 years as a student and more than 5 years serving in his institution inside the ashram so it is a treasure chest of beautiful moments which today have become eternal sources of inspiration and amitabh is now in melbourne australia working for accenture which is a global software consulting company in fact i must mention here that as a student amitabh was one dynamic personality one dynamic guy an athlete who always won 400 meters 800 meters 1500 meters and 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 a lot of other sport event he was always the athletic champ whether in the brindavan campus or in, during the school or in the prashanti among the brightest in the class when it comes to academics and someone who was always in the forefront to take risks and do spectacular events during the annual sports meet which happened annually on jan 11th also a talented speaker and indeed this morning incidentally today is jan 1st 2014 the new year day and this is the time when alumni from all bhagwan schools and colleges gather to offer their gratitude and in the morning today amitabh spoke in the cycle one hall and i should say that if you have missed watching or hearing this live you should do it it was straight from the heart and delivered so well and let me also share this little thing with you before we start this conversation this morning actually i woke up with the thought that i should request amitabh to come to the studios given such a long and beautiful physical association with swami more than 20 years and i had this thought and i was so surprised when i went to mandir and i heard his name being announced as one of the speakers i was really taken aback 
So I said, okay, Swami, it is all your design. So he is going to come to the studio tonight. So purely because of Bhagwan's, the way he connects the dots, we are here for at yet another fresh episode of fleeting moments, lasting memories, purely orchestrated by Swami. So with great pleasure and invoking Bhagwan's blessings, I welcome you, brother, to the studios for this program, Fleeting Moments. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Prusty and your team. I think you guys are doing a great job and I have been uh, a big fan of Radio Sai uh, all through and I really enjoy specifically uh, this particular program and it gives us so much uh, joy and bliss when we hear the students speaking and I'm really uh, exceptionally honored to really be here uh, to give uh, my story as well. So when you started off uh, for Perthi this time, you never thought that you're going to be in Radio Sai doing fleeting moments, lasting memories, right? <laughs> uh, actually, I didn't even know that I was going to speak till last night. Is it? It was wow. really surprising. And um, believe you me, I was, uh, I used to speak. I started speaking only. I, was, I wasn't a speaker when I was actually studying here. And uh, I remember Swami had asked me to speak once. And uh, I refused. And I told Swami, no, I can't speak. Uh, you know, the ego, it keeps working, it keeps playing things and it keeps telling you, you're not good enough. You can't do this, you can't do that. And this and was in your school days? In my school days. Because a lot of boys were speaking and Swami said, you go next and speak. And I said, no, Swami, I can't. And once I started speaking in Melbourne, I started really enjoying speaking about Swami and it gave me more bliss uh, while I was talking to him and reliving it. It happened only after Mahasamadhi. Till Mahasamadhi time, I never felt that I should speak or anything. And after Mahasamadhi, people started asking me in Melbourne, in different summities in the Victorian region to speak. And uh, I just started speaking and, and I thought I really enjoyed it. And I was I was telling my wife, uh, I think a few months ago before I came here, I said, if given an opportunity, uh, I will never refuse it this time. And I don't know how Swami will work, but if they ask me to speak, uh, I will speak. Uh, even if it is in cycle one hall or if it's in the college or if it's in the hostel. Uh, it was just a passing remark and I forgot about it. Uh, and I came here and I wasn't prepared. I didn't have anything. And uh, suddenly, uh, what happened yesterday was uh, there was a chit passed on uh, from a Sai student, from an alumnus to the person who's going to announce uh, for the function of first gen. And they said they're going to have a band. And then they said in the morning, and they're going to have a speaker from the alumnus who will be giving a report of their activities. And the evening program will be a music program, a dance drama. And when the organizers heard this, when the coordinators of the alumnus heard this, they were really surprised. And they said, no, 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 there's no program in the morning for us. There's no one going to give a report. Who gave this? And the guy who announced it, one of you guys gave it to me. And since they made that announcement, someone had to speak. <laughs> okay. And I was uh, supposed to go to the primary school because they had that event and I was all I was, all, I, was, I was all getting ready at 8.30 and suddenly I get a call and someone said, you speak. You have to speak tomorrow morning. And my wife was there and she said, you can't refuse, you can't refuse, you can't refuse. <laughs> <laughs> I said, 
I can't. I, I will not this time. I refused it once, and I, I still regret it, and I feel guilty about it. And this should be Swami. I have never willed it. I said I'm not going to ask anyone. If he wants me to speak, he will do something to make me speak. And it just happened. Oh my and God! Even my, even though my brother is a coordinator, I asked my brother, "Did you mention my name or not? Did you mention my name or not?" Because I came on the Australian TV as well, and I told my, I told my brother. That I came on the TV. I said, "Did you go and tell anyone that I came on the TV because I spoke uh, on the Victorian region?" He said, "No, believe me, I didn't tell anyone. I was not involved in this at all. It is just someone told someone, and then your name actually cropped up. And then when and when I went there, I asked them, who gave you my name? There are so many better speakers. You haven't seen me. I'm an unknown." I- unknown commodity here you're not like one of those very senior guys yeah there there are there, there are, are so many senior guys and everyone wants to speak and uh, uh, there was this guy who said uh, we thought no one could speak overnight and we just tried it to, to you and someone actually suggested your name <laughs> that's really interesting because you are not also someone as you said who used to speak uh, never. when bhagwan was a physically never. so you're not really recognized here as a speaker. i never even spoke in college <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was just, uh, it just out of the blue and I said I can't refuse it this time it's really amazing it's <laughs> because um, it's, it's really fantastic that you also didn't know I, uh, it is difficult to believe that you know you had no clue about this and, and the speech came out so well it was totally now we know it's totally unprepared but I think it was as I just mentioned it is, it's, it is something that came directly from what you have experienced uh, at his lotus feet absolutely. so you were just only sharing uh, absolutely your moments I think it's just how he, how he works and, and the consciousness with which he is whether it's there in physical form or not he just works that way wow how else um, b- before we really move on to your story I really want to uh, ask you to share for the benefit of our listeners you know a little more about this alumni meet you know uh, the feeling that uh, alumni f- uh, feel when so many of them come from different parts of the world and India and you had uh, on Jan 30, 31st um, sorry December 31st you had the primary school uh, alumni meet and you were part of the primary school also 12 years and then you had the alumni meet of the all educational institutions so it's definitely a big family uh, get together it's, it's it's sort of a homecoming definitely for all these students so how, how does it just uh, it feel to be here for the new year in Prashantinilam I think it is the best feeling in the world and I have been meeting so many alumnus and everyone says even though Swami is not physically present there's nothing like Prashant and Ilyam. The vibes, the people, you meet your classmates. That's just a part of it. But going and sitting in the mandir, going and sitting in the bhajanal, going to the samadhi, he is just there. You feel him much more there. I know that he's everywhere, but he was there. He lived his life there. He walked there. And entire ashram is filled with that vibrations. And every student whom I met uh, this day, I think in this afternoon and we were having coffee and everyone says oh Prashant and Liam is our real home we just feel to come back every year again and again and again and I think it's a great feeling amazing in fact I I, I do remember I interacted with many of them and everyone was saying you know no no other place on earth can recharge you the way Prashant and Liam recharges you absolutely absolutely I totally agree so let's go back to your days. Um, 
at Bhagwan's Lotus Feet because uh, you started off right from school, right from uh, grade one, uh, studying at Bhagwan's Lotus Feet. So, what are your memories of being a primary school student? I think the memories are mainly the teachers, <laughs> and uh, the most beautiful thing is coming back and seeing them and interacting with them and they are the most dedicated bunch of teachers i think anyone can have in any part of the world and because they are just doing it for bhagwan and if you are doing it for bhagwan you will do it the best and that is excellence and i have seen most of the teachers work that way and day in and day out without any expectations without any change it just goes on and on and just looking after you taking care of you when you're sick and taking care of all your needs and i think if if anyone wants to send their kids to a hostel i think it is prashant and liam they should think of sending and i don't think so any other hostel can replace the hostels which are there in prashant and liam because there's so much to learn and they keep uh, there's so many swami's teachings which actually get in there and everything may not really sink in but i have met my classmates who have left the school and now it is they have actually sprung up into trees and they are realizing the benefits all those of all the seeds it. that were sown all those seeds it may not have really impacted immediately you know there's this famous uh, famous chinese bamboo tree story where they say that it's there for 5 years it, it really doesn't come out you pour water and you think oh it's not working and suddenly i think in 15 days it grows 90 feet <laughs> yes and i think that's how the system is really built that uh, it keeps putting you things and in the beginning it may appear that it's not coming out but i think later on in the lives because it's in your subconscious mind yes. there's no way that it won't come out mm. there's no it way you out. can go through the system and not be touched by it <laughs> of course absolutely absolutely <laughs> spot on yeah so wh- what are those seeds that you think were sown into you now when you reflect uh, on your days uh, being uh, in the primary school um i think uh, it's like all your all your human values which swami starts off because they actually start off with the basics um, satya dharma shanti prema then one of those things is your self confidence which swami really emphasizes right from uh your childhood and uh, you have uh, those daredevil things which the primary school people do uh, in sports meet and the rigorous training they do for sports meet and uh, coupled with studies coupled with programs and coupled with so many other things and it, it's just a full-fledged uh, full-fledged life uh, any kid can really uh, aspire for i think there are so many things to touch Yeah, I think that 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 is something uh, very special about our hostels. You know, you're all Absolutely. the time made busy, all the time, all the time, <laughs> all the time made busy. busy, and you definitely. I mean, I think uh, Swami has laid down the schedule, and he just ensured that every ounce of your energy is channelized in, yeah. into something productive. And you can ask my parents. Like, I used to go home, and I used to think, when will I go back? Oh, it's. <laughs> 
You ask my parents and they'll tell you. I come back get home. Get bored at home. I really get bored at home. I, I, I just want to go back to the system. I just want to go back to the system. I'm waiting when I'll go back and when I'll start back into the routine activities because I go home and I do nothing. Yeah. And, and here you're doing many things. You're 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 yeah, yeah. very among the most most active guys. Yeah, in the we're house. just excited to go back. <laughs> so what what are your exciting moments uh, with Swami as a primary school student? I think there was so many. I think the one uh, which uh, really uh, uh, struck me was incident which I narrated this morning. Yeah, uh, was on one day. It was uh, every primary school kid celebrates their birthday, and I was uh, very excited. And it was my first opportunity. And Swami usually uh, blesses every child, puts akshata, puts braces, uh, takes a lavang, and uh, and also there is uh, a thing which remains with you. Uh, a momento where he he, he can um, he autographs a photograph of yours. Yeah, those days and he used to do that. He used yeah. to do that, and he used yeah. to really like doing it. Yes, and. And we used to give him so many things to do, just draw up something and give it and Swami will sign it. But birthday was, he will surely sign your photograph. And, so, and what a great treasure you have, Swami's handwriting. Absolutely. Swami has written with love, Baba. Yeah, <laughs> with love, Baba. And uh, you are really excited with that. And I was waiting, waiting for that moment. And I asked my mom who was there, I asked my mother, mother, can you get me uh, a camera photograph? And those days... Uh, in primary school, uh, camera photograph was the thing. You have to have a camera photograph and it's not a printed photograph. And everyone had a camera photograph and Swami has to sign there. And I asked my mom, get me a camera photograph. Yeah, we are and talking the, about this pre-digital camera day. Pre-digital camera day <laughs> where you had those film rolls. Yes. And, this was, and, and this was in mid-80s. Yeah. And there was a shop. Uh, it was a photographer by name Padmanabhan and he used to have a shop uh, there where I think present Grameen Bank is and my mom went and got me a photograph and showed it to me. And I looked at that photograph and I was shocked. Mm-hmm. And uh, the photograph was just a passport size photograph. <laughs> Too tiny. <laughs> Too tiny. And it was, I think, 50 paisa or something. And uh, a postcard size photograph was costing you, I think, three or four rupees those days. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think they didn't have the machines. They have to go to Bangalore to really develop it and all that. Uh, and that was a luxury for us. And we couldn't really afford that. Because you could get two full meals. You could feed two people in, in, in the South Indian canteen with that full meals. Those days, it was, it was because of... Uh, yeah, four rupees, you, could, you, you got two meals. meals. And you could get, I think, five, six dosas outside. Okay, so it was so cheap. And, but, uh, but our family couldn't really afford that. And my uh, mom said, this is all I have. And and I was like, I said, there's going to be peer pressure, right? All my classmates are having postcard-sized photographs, cabinet-sized photographs. They're going to come with that and I'm having this. And what will happen? Like uh, my, you know, your ego keeps playing out. And at yeah. that point of time, you're a fourth grade guy and, <laughs> and you still have that ego because it's coming from your past janmas, right? Your yeah. past births and still having that. It's mine and mine and thing will always be there it was really troubling me and those days at that time you don't realize it but you said but you think okay he's having that why am i not having this yeah and i my mom said to me see for swami size doesn't matter it's only your feeling 
I don't know mom but for me size matters mom because <laughs> you know all, all my, my friends, friends are, are having it yeah. and I'm going to be there you're not going to be in the spot so <laughs> I'm going to face I'm going to face it <laughs> and you know all those kids thing I know uh, and I was uh, disappointed but I think uh, mom had her way I said okay and I went to mandir uh sitting there with a the tray in hand and and uh, having this small passport size photograph in my pocket uh, you can imagine how small it is and swami actually comes in for darshan and those days you couldn't really pray to swami swami please don't come for darshan because he was spot on in the later years you could pray that swami don't come come because uh, yeah uh, of his health yeah Uh, but those days he was spot on. Like you just didn't want Swami to come for darshan to save from humiliation. Yeah, but it's like spot on. You couldn't even think of that prayer. Six thirty spot on. Swami would come half an hour or one hour early yeah, every time. Three thirty uh, spot on. So he was spot on time. Yeah. So uh, the only prayer I was thinking is Swami, please don't sign any photographs uh, for today. And if you don't sign photographs, then no one will really know. And I can say, yeah, Swami didn't sign photographs, so he didn't sign mine as well. Yeah. And uh, I'll just forget it. Maybe next year's my mom can get me. <laughs> get me a postcard size photograph and that day and I was praying rigorously so me please don't do please don't do and suddenly uh, he answers my prayers and he starts signing photographs <laughs> and i think oh, some you're not listening to me and he takes a, a postcard size photograph he signs that then he takes a cabinet size photograph and there are so many than a4 size photograph and my the size of my photograph grows smaller and smaller because <laughs> all other sizes you know you have bigger. Uh, you're seeing only bigger and bigger, bigger, bigger and bigger photos and comparatively my size become smaller and uh, that day unfortunately there's someone who got a life size photograph a big huge photograph <laughs> and i was like oh my god why had it to be this day it can get Worse. <laughs> can't get worse than this right and Swami had that big sketch pen and he signed and then Swami asked any more photographs and I was like should I show or should I not show another ego kick again playing in uh, should I show or should I not show and I said okay Swami I leave it to you and I just took it out and I just showed it to him and looked at him I was uh, I, I didn't know how he would react and he looked at it and he said uh, he said in Hindi इतना छोटा फोटोग्राफ और इतना बड़ा पेन बिकॉज ही जस्ट साइंड अ लाइफ साइज फोटोग्राफ होल्डिंग and i thought oh my god swami you are the only hope and now you have let me down like i have no way to go right <laughs> and then i i just broke down sort of and tears just started uh, trembling in from my ear from my from my eyes and uh, i didn't know what to do and then there was suddenly swami uh, had a sparkle in his eye as only swami can have and uh, and he said anyone has a small pen so that i can sign his photograph and there was this lucky boy who has using his pen and took it out from his pocket and gave it to swami and it was those days a pilot pen with that thin nib yes and swami took his pen and then swami signed that photograph of mine very carefully and and then he looked at that photograph he looked at me he looked at that photograph and said very beautiful photograph wow and you know from uh, a feeling of embarrassment 
it was a feeling of jubilation and i was so proud and i was so happy and i was in cloud 9 and after bhajan everyone came and surrounded me and said oh my god what's how did swami sign that such a small photograph show me show me show me <laughs> and i was like now in cloud 9 i was the center of attraction of everyone instead of embarrassment so the point i'm trying to make is i think uh, he Uh, Swami, even though he has those massive projects, huge projects, multi-million-dollar projects, which is doing for everyone, but he still connects with every one of us, and he makes everyone feel like a million bucks. He makes you feel so special, absolutely. Uh, irrespective of who you are, whether you're a child or whether you're a sevadal or whether you're a teacher or anyone, and I think that's that's one quality. I think all of us, and I, I try to do it, but it's so difficult, is to make whom you're interacting with uh, very special. That's yes. one quality Swami had uh, all through his life. Mm-hmm. One quality which we can immediately apply, and whomever we're interacting, make them feel good, make them feel special. Absolutely. In fact, that really <laughs> reminds me of how Swami used to actually wait every Thursdays and Sundays. You know, you could you could see that eagerness, eagerness. in Swami's eagerness. Uh, eyes. You know, waiting for primary school children because you know there are all these college guys, but he's more interested in the primary school children. Absolutely. He wants to come and speak to them. And what what will like you know if we think from a physical point of view, I mean, he he's someone he's built like he's built such massive. institutions but he just waiting to ask a primary school okay what did you have for breakfast how what is the size of the idli what is the size of those he wants to have that kind of a conversation with primary school children absolutely even like even when i was in in school we were uh, i think uh, we had the opportunity to work for the super speciality hospital even this building work in terms of cleaning or the smallest menial jobs or in the airport lifting something some dirt from here to there and there was so much work to be done but swami was still casual and cool and there were stiff deadlines you have to finish everything by 22nd november but he used to come down in his car and give laddus to the boys and crack jokes and i feel as if everything is in perfect uh, schedule everything is fine and there was no iota of tension in him and everything is like is to crack jokes come to the bhajanal chan so there's so many so many things to really learn mm-hmm. as to how like not to the point that you made you know when whenever with whomever swami is interacting he gave himself completely completely and i think that that is uh, that is something uh, uh, when you reflect on it it's such a huge thing you know in fact uh, many times uh, you return home from office and you wonder whether you really give yourself completely to your spouse or to your child or to to your mother or to your father at home absolutely uh, and do we really do that but you saw that in some some yes some would be interacting with so many people and diverse people he'll be he'll be interacting with the vice chancellor and now he'll be interacting with the primary school kid and then he would be interacting with someone else some some very very old devotee but he would just give himself i think he i think it is because i think he he operated in that consciousness where yes. he saw himself in everyone exactly like which which is a, which is a very difficult thing to do and but yes. at least he has shown this yes. this particular generation that yes it can be done it can be done it can be done i think if we wouldn't have had swami i'm sure we wouldn't have got this opportunity to really think about such high ideals okay there's something called consciousness yes. where we can be that we can do that absolutely so now when you reflect like this um, on your moment with swami what what are those beautiful uh, such uh, incidents that come to your mind which today give you such profound insights about life 
I think there was one particular instance um, in Kodai. Um, this was uh, in 94 and there was uh, an official uh, Andhra Pradesh who had come and he had spent a lot of time uh, in Kodai Canal. And I think he had to leave because it was a government duty. And, and Swami was like, the day he said he's going to leave and Swami said, why do you want to go today? Go tomorrow. And then again went tomorrow. Okay, why do you want to go tomorrow? Why do you want to go again today? Again go tomorrow. It was like a mother trying to say, son, don't go. Be here. Be here. And it was so much, so much attention. But finally he had to go. And uh, Swami called his wife and Swami gave them an interview and Swami came and sat amidst us and we were seated around Swami and again they have to go. Again Swami called them. Again, he called them for an interview. You know, he created, uh, I think, uh, some earrings for his wife and a ring for uh, for that official. And he showered so much love. And like, uh, the most beautiful thing is not Swami as alone or a devotee as alone. But when Swami is interacting with the devotee, that's the best spectacle in your in the world. And there's so much love and there's so much interaction. When there's like energy flowing from both ways and devotion, yes. and we had tears in our eyes. And Swami showed so much love. And their car came, and Swami got his car, and Swami said, "Okay, the car will go down the, uh, to Kode Canal uh, from Kode Canal downstairs." He sent hitting his car, and Swami went down till the car saw them off, and we could make out that Swami was really pained that they are leaving. And we were like, Swami is God, man. Uh, how can he behave like this, right? He should be like, uh, totally detached. And like, okay. How can he behave like this? He should say, okay, you're going fine. No, that's fine. Swami went to the car and waved them goodbye. And they put their uh, windows up till the car went. And he waved them with his handkerchief. And the moment he stepped back in his chair, for the next 15 days there was not a single word about them as if he's totally detached as if they never came here it was such wow. a revelation was that Shucks. oh my god how can anyone be like that like that yeah and he, but he, when he showed so much love as if he couldn't survive without them but once they left <laughs> it didn't matter it didn't matter i think that's that's a that's a lesson a great lesson for all of us uh, that uh, how to be really be detached like Swami. Amazing. And I, I think we, we have seen that uh, anyone who had had chance to have a personal interview with Swami, I think y you would have had a similar experience because when you are with Bhagwan in the interview room, exactly. you feel that, you know, God, the Almighty Lord has assumed a human form only, only for my me. sake. Absolutely. <laughs> he, he just makes you feel that he's just there only for you. And then you step out. <laughs> and you just yeah, realize that just, you're, you're just part of everyone. <laughs> you're just part of everyone. But yeah, he, he, he makes you, he gives you that feeling. Yeah, and that's that's a phenomenal thing. Fantastic. So, coming back to your school days from from primary school, I mean, you you moved on to higher secondary school, and I think um, the atmosphere in the school is so different. You know, it's very different from any other school, yes, but it's also very different from the atmosphere in the in the college campus. I think the school atmosphere has its own charm of of, of its own. I think you mentioned because of the teachers, because of uh, the innocence. I don't know. There are so many factors that contribute. Uh, so, 
when you reflect on that environment and and the lessons that uh, you got uh, which 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 have really uh, grown with time you know th- those traits that got sort of instilled in you from that environment in school which later uh, were something which you built upon in life what comes to your mind is one instance which uh, really comes to uh, my 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 mind is um swami insisting on us to be silent and mm-hmm. that was uh, one of the qualities he really loved yes because if you go around swami's building when swami was in physical form there was pen drop silence oh, you yes. couldn't just talk you couldn't even whisper because you could really everything could be heard by swami and he preferred pen drop silence and even if you see in mandir everyone is talking when swami is in the see swami's robe everyone is pen drop silence because that's what he loved and he wanted i think every student to to really get into that stillness and the reason he wanted us to get into the stillness and he gave us physical reasons because at that point of time we could only understand that yes right and he told us it'll help you in your memory it'll help you in your studies but as we matured and as we grew we realized that how important is stillness in your life and he he gives an example of like a pot yeah right and he says uh, in a pot you have water and only if it is still then only you can see your reflection Yes. So and and Swami gives an example that uh your heart is a pot and your mind is that water. Right? Your body is a pot and mind is that water and only if that mind is still then only you can see the reflection of God. And then we really understood it why he wanted us to be silent. And having the reflection of God is having all the powers in the world in your disposal. Yes. you're in that level of consciousness you could do anything like what what god could really do or what that consciousness or what that power or whatever that name you called is in your is all those things are in your hands and swami wanted every one of us to really reach that stage so he kept insisting you be silent to be silent I and remember, i think every i think uh, d- during that time during the 90s i remember every discourse that he gave to school students or the college he mentioned talkless 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 talk simple thing just talkless just talkless and because we used to, i used to be a big talker and um and one day uh, just a small instance um he my spectacles had broken down uh, and i had to go and get a new pair of spectacles and those days we didn't have a spectacle shop as we had as we have now in puttaparthi we had to go to the nearby town anandpur and go and get them and i was really excited because going to anandpur means uh, you have a field day off from school okay. and you're excited and you can go and have food in a restaurant yeah and uh, you can watch everything you can watch a lot of stuff around and sort of the, just the feeling of breaking away from just the, breaking away from hostel life hostel very life. excited <laughs> and uh, so those days Swami used to speak to me and so I had to inform him and go and so I told him uh, in the previous evening that Swami um, have to go to Anantapur for uh, spectacles and uh, Swami said uh, go uh but he said uh but don't look here and there and i said oh my god uh, don't look here and there so how the thing i can't really do i just need to focus on my specs and go back and uh, the reason i uh, the reason i understood why swami told this is that 
he didn't want our minds to get distracted because we are so fragile when we are at that age he just wanted us to just concentrate on him and concentrate uh, on why we came here and he told us you just came here for studies you came here for your parents and you came here for swami just follow these three things as simple as possible as a school student and don't get distracted and friends were just no no for swami it's nothing called friendship for swami it's only friendship with god and rest everyone is brothers yes that was the message what i really took from all my school days going back to that incident i go to anantapur and i really follow swami's teachings and i don't look here and there i'm totally focused i look down i go to the spectacle shop get that specs and as i'm about to get into the bus stand to pick the bus to put up earth you see a big bollywood poster there and the research scholar with whom uh, who accompanied me was busy buying something else and i just looked at that uh, movie poster and uh, in the back of my mind was just few seconds and i said okay this is the name and i'm going to go back home and going to watch this in vacation in vacation time and i came back to put up earth and uh, there the research scholar who accompanied me wouldn't have seen that i have really seen this and i'm sure he wouldn't have gone and told swami that he saw a movie poster and all that and i said no i don't think anyone will really have noticed and i really followed swami's teachings and my mind told me yes you have followed all swami's teachings because you know even though there was a lapse but a fraction of a second i thought i think oh, how will swami yeah swami is so busy with so many other things and who am i for him to really uh, go and uh, check all this out and that day uh, and the next day came to mandir and uh, swami said how was uh, anantapur uh, trip and i said swami this is a new specs and so it didn't matter about swami about specs and i think the first thing he asked me was did you look here and there and i said no swami uh, i said are you sure i said no swami and he just smiled and just said with a chuckle but what about the movie poster sir <laughs> and oh i was god. like shocked oh my god <laughs> and the beauty about swami is why everyone develops a bonding with him is uh he doesn't tell you like a principal why did you go there i saw you i did this he just tells it so subtly and so nicely that you think i think you made a mistake and you really try to rectify it and the point i'm trying to make is he didn't imagine forget seeing a movie he didn't want us young students to see a movie poster that was his strictness that was uh, how he wanted the students to lead a life to be still to be calm to be silent and that would be your building block and base for your future yeah and i think uh, you know, those formative years now you are in high school you know 11th 11th and 12th grade and th- that is the year they really they are the foundations of your life now Absolutely. you're beginning to think you're beginning to analyze things and at, at this time so we really wanted uh, that certain things about life become very clear in your mind absolutely absolutely and um, uh, talking about those years because you mentioned you know it was a time when you you did get a lot of attention from swami of course swami was always there but i think in every student's life that there are times when bhagwan does give you little more time so that you get you have those moments of physical interaction so that you 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 experience what divine love is uh, in a very very physical way and and you have those moments because i think when avatar takes a human form uh one incident or one interaction with the avatar 
what it can do possibly is something which would have probably taken you uh, 10 births to get there but you know it's just that one interaction with the avatar it, it'll just happen and to me it seems that that is the power of the divine taking human form it could be just one moment with that uh, a- a- embodiment uh, consciousness um, embodied and with that you know what would have probably taken you so many years it will just happen uh, in one instant <laughs> absolutely absolutely so uh, are there any more moments like that when you reflect on your school days especially at the time when swami was giving you uh, so much of attention yeah so moving on again into uh, into the silence thing yes was uh, he came to me personally and said you're talking too much mm-hmm. even though i was talking very less mm-hmm. and uh, he said you're talking still too much and then he said you have to keep totally silence like the sages like sages used to keep mona for let's not talk let's not talk even in words or deeds or even thoughts everything would be silent and i said uh, okay uh, and i wasn't really sure whether i would do it but i started it and i found it extremely difficult not to talk not to talk not entirely to talk, not to talk at all as much as possible avoid okay except if you're speaking to your teachers or if your teachers ask you to do something you have to you uh, you actually have to respond to that and uh, but i said uh, okay and but you know how the mind plays with you and you always want a reward at the end of it and i said uh, okay i looked at swami's photograph and i said um, swami what is in it for me actually i'm not sure whether i'll become a sage or have that silence thing but uh, what is an immediate short term result and i put okay swami and i i wanted to put the thing which impossible for me to get it's like a fairy tale stuff which not happen and uh, i said so swami you convince that you know i really don't have to do all this stuff so look okay, i'll do it i'll try it but if i do it well uh, it's not that you create vibhuti and give it to me I think that happened it used to happen on a regular basis, basis and so I can't say that okay Sami you did it only for me but I said okay I'm going to make a thing which which I don't 99% won't happen but there's just a 1% uh, uh, chance and 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 i was and as a student actually you are a nobody you think that you are somebody but actually you are nobody right there are so many important people who are doing so much work for swami and they're spending day in and day out when you're just a student right and uh, i told swami okay swami if i uh, do it properly if i'm silent for the next 15 days two weeks um then you will give me a ride in your car and i thought i don't think so that will happen <laughs> imagine <laughs> riding in swami's car besides and, swami and and you're just no just a 11th grader 12th grade 12th right? grade <laughs> and i said uh, okay uh, and i and i was very sincere it was not that i was very casual i was very sincere and i really thought about it and i said okay and i'm going to practice it and i kept practicing it and suddenly in the christmas day we had uh, this beautiful silver door darshan where used to all the for all the overseas devotees come and they have candles lit and you really sing carols like early in the morning night, early in the morning it's a, it's a spectacular heavenly thing i don't think so uh, any uh, any civilization or generation in the in the history of mankind would have really experienced that bliss 
and uh, we were so lucky to really experience that bliss at that point of time and i was so happy and i went and told my friends and my classmates oh wow great great nice start talking and then i realized oh my god i made a lapse and i don't think so uh, uh sami will reward me because i made a mistake but uh he was uh, so compassionate uh, that i really forgot about it and i said okay i'm going to continue the silence because i was i was really enjoying that silence after a while hmm yeah it 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 became addictive of sometimes that i want to be silent i don't want to be disturbed and slowly it happened on 1st of jan and 1st of jan suddenly um the programs got over and there was a classmate of mine who was uh, admitted in the ho- in the general hospital in puttaparthi hmm and uh, he was ill and he was admitted a week before uh, the 1st of jan 1994 and he used to send letters to sami through me and he used to say uh, sami allow me to come for darshan please i'm waiting for your darshan and he his devotion was extreme like amazing devotion and i used to think how can i be devoted like him there was so much devotion in him and and sami used to say no let's ask a doctor and the doctor said no sami he's serious we cannot really uh, actually discharge him and it went on and i used to tell sami sami he cannot come and i didn't know what was really happening in his mind and other things so it went on and after that i came on the 1st of january suddenly sami told me uh, go to the general hospital This was first of January 1994. Sami said, "Go to the general hospital and tell them I am coming." And I ran there, sprinted in there, and I told them that Sami is coming. And they were really overjoyed, and they were so happy. And Sami came there, and Sami asked where he is, and I took Sami to this room, and uh, then Sami blessed him. It was. I spent around 10 minutes with him and then he came out and there was this little girl in the other room who was also not well and a senior doctor said Sami can you bless her as well and so Sami went into that room and blessed that little girl i think created riputi and other things and came out and very casually he came out and asked me to follow him and we went in through the maternity ward and there were a lot of uh, uh, new mothers waiting for him they had divine darshan a sudden surprise a gift to them in the new year and then he asked me to follow him down and as we came down and 1st of january happened to be the 15th day and i forgot about all of that i thought i never thought that it will happen because i've already failed right apparently yeah, but i still continued the silence and suddenly saw me uh, asked me go inside the car go inside the car go inside the car and i was like uh, uh, are you telling me <laughs> are you sure and i just looked behind and then then somebody said you and there was another classmate of mine somebody told him also to go into that car and we both were in the back seat and uh, weekend assignment sir was somebody asked him you go in the front seat he was the editor of the sanatan yeah, sarathi editor of sanatan sarathi and uh, we all went uh, and somebody said let's take a ride to the super speciality hospital and uh, he just actually he took us around and then suddenly asked me what's your name and i said somebody amitabh das gupta I said yes Amitabh Bachchan had come to me when uh, he had met that accident in Kuli incident so I mentioned that so I mentioned that so I mentioned that oh my god so 
studio listeners that was the first part of our fleeting moments lasting memories episode with Amitabh Das Gupta a former student of Bhagwan's institutions he had the chance to be a student in Bhagwan's schools and colleges for 17 years and after that had the opportunity to work in the Bhakta Sahayak division of the Sri Satya Sai Sadhana Trust in Prashantinavayam for 5 years so it is a long association with Bhagwan and today what he shared is only a few drops from the ocean of the wonderful moments that he has had with bhagwan currently he is in melbourne australia working for essenture a global software consulting firm there is a part 2 of this fleeting moments lasting memories episode coming up and in that he goes on to share some more of such indelible moments and also he goes into the practicalities of practicing bhagwan's teachings in his personal life in his professional life in his social life so we will listen to that So look forward to the second part of this conversation with brother Amitabh Das Gupta. I'm team leader Sais Bishu and I recorded this conversation with him sometime in January 2014. If you have any comments or queries on this program, please feel free. As always, you can write to listener@radiosai.org. The audio engineers for this program are my colleague Sunil and Abhishek. Thank you so much for tuning in and Sai Ram from Prashanthinalam. <laughs>